Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Madrid's Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hello, Mad Rooters. Hi. Well, the internet sensation that is the Paul and Rach podcast, Ep 2. Exciting. And we are back in the serial killer's harborside abode. Yeah, what's different this week is there is a cigarette lighter. He has not <gasps> cleaned up oh. from when he has clearly been lighting candles and dripping them on people. Oh, what? You cannot risk these white floors with candle wax. You say that, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of plastic goes down, you know, Lethal Weapon 2 style. What, he dexters out the room, sort of wraps yeah. it in plastic and then just packs it down and throws it in the bin after he's finished. It would explain that artwork on the wall. <laughs> oh, God. I've passed on the details of this podcast. He's going to be listening, so you better wrap up this business. All right, yes, no, Serial Killer, thank you so much for, for letting us in here. The uh, the lovely smell of ammonia that is otherwise known as crushed up bones is... Uh, <laughs> it's such a nice. But can we just say before we start mm, anything here, and we're sitting very close this week because we're connected. <laughs> is uh, good on you guys. Um, you by some number you were you downloaded the thing, and we were like top five on iTunes for all week, and we even got as high as number two. I know we were right behind Hamish and Andy. So we want to give you lots of in your ear holes, inappropriate touching <laughs> to say thank you. What? It's like a hug, but a hug where your hand slips down the back a bit and you just get the top of the round of the buttocks. Yes, yes I like That's that. That's where move. we're touching you to say thank you. Oh, well, mostly her, but uh, <laughs> if you want me to do it, I'll gladly do so. Now, I thought we would start off this week with Paul and Rach mailbag. Oh, hang on. Sound effect time. Hang mm-hmm. on. Ooh, hang we're on. creating all of our own intros here on the Paul and Rach podcast. Here we go. Paul and Rach's mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten a lot of emails to the paulandrage.com.au website, uh, including one from Jimmy. Now, last week we did a fair bit of Abby Winters gear. Abby Winters is an educational site for those who don't know. <laughs> Google it. I had, we had an email from uh, a couple of people that didn't know what Abby Winters was. Really? And did just that. They actually thought <laughs> that it was a television celebrity they'd forgotten about. So, Google did it work. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Abby Winters is, if you're listening for the first time on this podcast, don't do that and Google at work. It is definitely not safe. But we did get an email from a guy called Jimmy. G'day, Jimmy. Which I don't believe is his real name because his email also came attached and that says Nicholas. (laughs) Hang on. Can't out him like that. I can. I can. I didn't say his last name. Well, hang on. Yeah, but but there's some (laughs) poor bastard out there who's tried to go, or I'm going to be, I'm going to get in the spirit, say whatever I want. My name's Jimmy. (laughs) Okay. All right. Jimmy? Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, Jimmy has uh, has uh, sent us an email with the subject title, Abby Winters. Good on you, Nick. The message is, I just listened to the podcast, which was awesome. Thanks very much, Jimmy. Love and you, you, you guys were talking about the artistic website <laughs> known as Abby Winters. Yes. It used to be based out of Melbourne because, of course, we were asking where it's from and if anybody knew to email through on the website. Because I always thought that, 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 that much of the performance seems to, as you say, be a little bit Newtowny. Or certainly to be a little bit north coast New South Wales. Well, have a crack at this now. It is international <gasps> because they had a bit of a run in with the five O. The guy who runs it, it's a dude oh, no. that runs it. His name is Gary and Hall. I have researched him entirely. Oh. He got well, up it's on Gary Winters. <laughs> 
Harry Winters. Here's me thinking that there's some <laughs> lovely person who collates all of this information called Abby. Let me tell you the story, though. You know, well, I've she gone. She just put her hand in my face. I have gone from knowing not a thing about Abby Winters <laughs> to knowing everything from its inception. Garion grew up in rural Australia. Uh, he moved into the city. He apparently, at the pub, met a girl called Abby Winters who wanted to do more realistic pornography. Oh, good honour. And then he bought her out of the company and now he runs the company on his own. Anyway. So, hang on. So, there's a real Abby Winters somewhere in a apparently. bar in Melbourne going, this is my side. Exactly. But now, because of the running with the 5-0, 52 of the 54 charges were dropped, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know a lot about this. They've moved to Amsterdam. Oh, poor. Now, now what were they charged with? Lots of things. Um, because apparently the laws here in Australia read the pornographer oh, are touch strict. Well, so hang on. So, so are they able to use local models? Or? Well, they are. Three of them, including Candace, I believe her name, popped over there with uh, Gary Winters. Gary Winters. <laughs> Nicholas Winters. <laughs> Nicholas Winters. Uh, Jimmy Winters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they popped over. So there are still some Australians, but apparently they're having some difficulty because obviously over the Abbey Winters paradigm, mm. as they call it, mm. is uh, that they're having realistic-looking Australian girls That's who are quite sun-kissed and whatnot. That's the whole point. They're having difficulty finding those kind of girls in Amsterdam because apparently the weather's not so great. They can't do as many outdoor shoots. They're not finding as many healthy-looking women. What a surprise that in Amsterdam you can't find many sun-drenched Australian women. <laughs> but when you're in Australia, you can find Australian women. That's insane. Mm, I know. Anyway, Daniel was another guy that also – we've we've honestly – granted, we've had the Paul and Rachel website up for a week, but our greatest uh, <laughs> our greatest point of uh, you know interest has been the Abbey Winters. We've got buckleloads of emails but, about but, that. But I, the, the back end, the sort of Detective Rach thing, mm-hmm. which I think is a new segment, by the way, oh, Detective yes. Rach, book them, <laughs> is that, you know, Detective Rach, yeah. you know, was that hard to work all that stuff out? Because I've got to be honest, I've, I've frequented that side a few times and mm. none of that information. No, there. but this is what happens when you kind of, you know, you know the YouTube rabbit hole or the Google rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, you start off looking at, you know, I don't know, um, a clip from Beverly Hills Cop 2, next thing you know how to breed alpacas. <laughs> you know, you, you start off and you go, yes. you know, you end up there yeah. and nine hours later, you, you're creating a meth lab at home. <laughs> one of mine at the moment is, is it doesn't matter. I don't know what it is, but to all the people in my life, don't come over to my house because you will inevitably end up watching epic fail videos <laughs> on my Apple TV. I don't know why, but like we just start and say, oh, have a look at this, have a look at this. And it's some guy falling off a skateboard. I don't know mm. how we get there, but we do every mm. time. Well, I fell down the uh, Google rabbit hole, the Gary Winters rabbit hole, <laughs> as it were, thanks to uh, Daniel and Jimmy slash Nicholas. So a big thank you to everybody who sent in emails at the paulandrach.com.au website and you can do it every week uh, and we will be revisiting the mailbag at the beginning of each show. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au Segment time. <gasps> yes, that means we get an intro. Paul and Rach's The Awful Truth. You can't say that. <laughs> I have a confession. Yes. Slash a little bit of a finger wave that I have to throw in the way of Australia. Oh, good. Okay. Now, people will judge me very, very harshly for this. The controversy that will follow this statement, Rache Korba, <gasps> is going to be quite crazy. Okay, go. I don't believe in jeebers. In <laughs> well, it's not really news, but <laughs> yeah. yes, in parents with prams parking spots. I believe in disabled parking spots. Sure, fine. Yes. Seniors, okay. Parents with prams, 
I understand, and every mum's going to go, but you've never had the <laughs> I get it, it's tough. Yeah. No special spots, mm-hmm. and I park in them. <laughs> because I say, I deserve it. Because <laughs> this is my thing. It's a category of parking that I just don't think deserves right next door to the entrance of the shops. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you on this oh, one. Thank God. I am going to hold your hand, Thelma and Louise style. We're driving full pelt across Let's this go, cliff. Baby. Let's do it. Do you park in them? I don't park in them. No. I'm not that you're level a rules of evil. Kid. I am. You see a, rules a sign kid. and it says, "No one with black hair allowed to park here." You go, "That doesn't make sense," but I'll observe. <laughs> I do. I am a bandit for the rules, but I do. I mean, it's anything that gets in that vein of you know when uh, uh, women have children, and then every sentence begins with. When you have children, you'll understand. Oh, yes. yes. What? That you become a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) When you become somebody, some pompous a-hole who wanders wanders around all of a sudden forgetting what it's like not to have children. Here's the deal. Yes, the miracle of birth is a wonderful thing. Wonderful. But it is. It's a miracle of creation. Mm. It is a miracle of the world. It is not a miracle of you. Any 16-year-old, in fact, any lady who has had their period can (laughs) go and get knocked up and have a baby. That's not exceptional. Yeah. If you yeah, can, yeah, oh, that's true. Going to the moon, yes, exceptional, exceptional, amazing, rarely done. Overcoming adversity. If you are unable to have children and you go through six, seven goes at IVF and then you have a baby, Huzzah. that is exceptional. Good on you. If you go down the road and get knocked up by some bloke you meet at the pub and pop out a kid, not exceptional. No special parking for you. No special parking. So you're saying that if there's an IVF parking bay. Okay, IVF parking yeah, bay. Now we're t- <laughs> <laughs> but accidentally knocked up against a fence. No, forget back about of the it. queue for you. Exactly. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I've got a new segment, Ooh. Ooh, which means an exciting intro, okay. and this is there's, there's many pieces to this intro, oh, so you're no. gonna have to you're gonna have to Ooh. bear with me. This okay? is gonna work out. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Do Here I close we- my eyes for the intro? Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. We ready? It's time for. Paul and Rachel's <laughs> medical chat. Pause. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I had my sp- I had my computer on silent. <laughs> okay, we're not editing. We're not editing this. Now we're going to keep going. All right. So what is it? Okay, so hold on. It's time for Paul and Rachel's medical chat. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Doogie Howser music. Exactly. And before that was Ouela Hopital, which is where is the hospital in French? <laughs> I would have also accepted Petite Miam or whatever it was. Oh, no, monsieur. I did not know that Petite Miam was high in protein oh. and in calcium. I'm not going to lie. That is the single sexiest thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from uh, from let's let's hope that I can't find a link between yogurt and the problem I'm going to talk to you about in medical <laughs> medical chat. I just wanted to have a discussion about the fact that I love science. Yes, you do. I love medicine. Yeah, both of those professions are exceptional. Anybody who is you know working out a way to cure cancer mm. or cure AIDS should be paid much more than somebody who you know presents a television show yeah. or does something like that. Yes, but I just do not understand when we can have so many medical advancements when you're so far through we've had so many achievements in science mm. how can they not find a better way when you as a lady go to get a full checkup of peeing in a cup <laughs> <laughs> I 
had the full head to toe checkup yesterday. How'd just, you go? I, well, I've got results come back on Monday. Oh. Just a basic, you know, yearly. Let's make sure everything's working in the right direction. But you're healthy. You'd be healthy. It's not I like am. cancer's just going to pop up in your elbow. No, I am healthy, but I don't like to just wait until my legs fallen off. I mm. like to make sure that everything within the, you know, the macrobiotics or whatever. Hang on, the macrobiotics. <laughs> isn't that isn't that one of those Inner Health Plus ads? The, the chemicals. The within. little dancing the grapes. Yes, the, the grapes inside you. The dancing grapes. <laughs> oh wow! If they want to sponsor the podcast, feel free. <laughs> you just got a free plug. But those dancing grapes, I want to make sure they're having a good time in there. Okay, you yeah. know, and everything's okay. So the the pathologist gave me a cup to to whittle in. Now, uh, f- for starts, if you're going to have a pathology section in the in your medical centre, just do a bit of renovation and don't put the the ladies' toilet right next to the reception yes. area where you yeah. have to come back outside. Walls and the yeah. And everybody yeah, yeah. sees you just go in to see a nurse. Yeah. Come back out with something in your hand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then come back out. They know you're hanging on to your own whiz. Is is there how do I put this tastefully? Is there any sort of funnel system for the young ladies? This is my point, right? You you aware of a product called the Shiwi? <laughs> The Shiwi Let's is, all learn together. The Shiwi is essentially a funnel which, and this for me I have no interest in, it's basically designed for those messes who go to festivals and uh, don't want to wait in a line uh, for the girls' toilets uh, so they go into the men's urinal uh, and they do it standing up. people are pigs. I mean, come on. You that people is, are pigs. That is a woman that's had 85 Smirnoff ices, yeah, you know. Get away from me. So that I have no interest in. However, the Shiwi could come in exceptionally handy for in this kind of... For medical use. For medical use because... I and please head to paulandrach.com.au if you've got some sweet skills or some trick about this. Because <laughs> if you are going to be told, well, you, there is no direction to how things happen downstairs. You guys are different. You yeah. have a, a, a delivery system which can be exceptionally precise. Yeah, correct. Us, on the other hand, just have to wave it down there and hope to God that we get it somewhere oh. near the area. And oh. then you cannot come out of that situation without, without we everywhere. Exactly. And I'm talking everywhere. How and did then, you go? Did you go into two-thirds? In the cup? I've got a full cup. Ooh. I got a full cup. I've worked out a method to get. I, I can't not. I can't not spray Can everything else. Oh, I'm not going to bloody well show you. What I'm trying to learn. <laughs> I'll tell you this, ladies. The thing is, don't maintain a distance. <laughs> so you're to, saying close proximity. Close proximity. Okay. The distance is. The killer. The distance is the killer. However, when you go back to the lady Mm. who has done nothing but go to medical school and learn how to do what she's doing. She's doing nothing but turning up every every day to work, trying to pay the rent, looking after the kids. What does she need with a jar of your weed? Like I feel Mm. as though – I know you're Mm. trying to help me, Mm. but there's always that moment where she knows you've weed all over it. Yeah, correct. I feel like I should dress her in a hazmat suit (laughs) before I give her the weed. But also, surely in this this, technological Mm internet-y business age, Mm. as you say – but even the idea that you need to do what they did 30 years ago as a way yeah. of working out whether you're healthy or not. If we are able to find out if there is a tiny person growing in our tummy by doing we for five seconds on a stick. Correct. Surely we can do the same to test a million other if things. If we're able to work the pH level of our pool by just <laughs> dipping a piece of paper in it and going, that's enough. Exactly. Perhaps we could do the same. Exactly. I would end this with Paul and Rachel's medical chat in the intro, but it really is going to take me too long. To set up on the computer. Your place, fresh for <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I can't. St- 
stand Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah, me too. I but wait, wait, wait. Can we do... Okay, yeah. I've totally over-prepared on the intros this week. You, oh, I've got, yeah, we got, well, just the, the medicine sans frontier that we just did. But I did prepare a pop culture intro. Okay. I didn't even have any pop culture to do, but I just prepared a pop culture intro. Okay, okay this one's really labour-intensive as well. Oh, <laughs> but And we're going to have to share a microphone because it requires... Two some, microphones? No, no, no. I'm going to put the microphone up to my computer to yeah. play it, but it requires us to jump in at the appropriate moment. You With ready? what? Well, you'll, you'll get it when <laughs> you... <laughs> well, okay. okay. This is, okay. Like, I mean, I get the whole no prep thing, but this is taking... Okay, all okay. right. I have a lot of time on my hands, Paul. No, <laughs> it worries me. Okay, I'm putting this down here to listen to the music and then you jump in when it's ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Culture. <laughs> Culture. <laughs> what? Where were you listening to? How did you hear pop music this week and went, that's a great intro. That's very funny. Thank you very much. Right. I've also got an outro, so we'll do that at the end. <laughs> anyway, I hate Miley Cyrus. I don't like her. I don't like Justin Bieber. But what I don't like about them... Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're douchey and weird and all the rest. But it's the media fascination with them. Yes. So, so today, I, I think on you know, news.com.au or something, there's a story. She's on the front cover of some, you know, magazine. Anyway, she's got blonde hair. One article on the same website says that she's channeling Marilyn Monroe. Oh, for God's sakes, please. Another article on the same website about the same photo says that she's the new Madonna. Oh, for God's sakes. Now, this is my simple point. I'm no fan of Madonna. She can. Meh, meh, she's meh. very sinewy. Oh. She's done too much Pilates. Just well, too, she's gone above and beyond. If we can see your veins through your muscles, just back it off a little bit. There was a point in time when uh, fellas used to debate. No, no, this was among my male blokes. When you'd have a chat at the pub, you go, Madonna, would you? Wouldn't you? Mm, mm. And generally, the view was no because she'd clearly had better than you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the first one. But now it's, oh, oh that no thing. Mm, no way. That vein. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. And now Miley Cyrus saying being compared to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe said that she wore Chanel number no. 5 to bed, right? You know what, Miley Cyrus? Where's bin juice? You know? <laughs> she's, just, she's just a mess of a thing. Well, and also I have absolutely no memory whatsoever of that scene in Some Like It Hot where she's on a wrecking ball with no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> or have you seen those Terry Richardson photos where she's in that red one piece and oh. she's pulling up a front wedgie? Ugh. Oh, come but on. I'll just say this. This is the other thing too about Miley Cyrus. She's not sexy. Mm. She's like Kesha in that she could she could knock on your door and say, here's a blank check oh, yeah. as long as you want, as much as you want, mm. and you'd say, thanks, but, but no, no thanks. thanks. Exactly. You would treat her like sexual Mormons. <laughs> I don't know if there is such a thing, but I think we all know what I mean. That if Miley Cyrus turned up wearing a name tag. <laughs> like, no thanks, don't want your pamphlet. All right, play the outro. Oh, no. Are we going to do the outro? That you're well, gonna... well, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. You, you prepared this is time. This, do I, I do... microphone, do I put this yes, one down? Of course. Okay. What about no. I put my microphone down? Okay, and then we'll share this one. You ready? Here we go. Pop culture. Pop culture. culture. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Culture! <laughs> Jesus. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Now, I wanted to talk to you about um, public displays of affection. Mm. I went to Moonlight Cinema the other night. What, did the bats pee, uh, poo on you? <laughs> if you sit up towards the back and you yeah, go, oh, no. I'm underneath the trees, it's great. Mm. And then you're sort of going, 
Why is it? And then eventually you work out it's not rain. Well, you see, I think you're referring to the open air cinema, which is the classy one. That's the one with the seats. I'm talking Moonlight, which is the one in Centennial Park okay. with the grass and you just put your little blanket oh, out. Don't they have gold grass They or do something? have gold grass. Yeah. They do indeed. Did you see some people touching? <laughs> What I saw is... You what know, was the movie, firstly? Mandela. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the most sexually romantic yeah. of all flicks. Oh, yes, incarceration. Yeah. <laughs> I am here to free my people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that gets me in the mood. My apologies to Nelson. I know that was a <laughs> factual portrayal of the man, but anyway. I don't know why they didn't get you to <laughs> act the main part. Uh, did you see the controversy around Hey Hey on Saturday? <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. would not have approved of me playing Nelson Mandela. And I don't—I have to say, look, I don't mean to, to, for this to sound rude, but you have put on a couple of kgs and I'm not sure that there's enough shoe polish around. Oh, oh, oh you hateful woman. When it's other people, sure, racist. When it's Paul... I, I wish that I hadn't said that because you know how much I love you. I just, That's it just okay. came I'm out. I'm now going to stare at your crotch. <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Stop it, you idiot. So I'm in the Moonlight Cinema mm. and I bought my $9 bean bag, which, P.S., how about you upgrade them from when you started because there's fluids on there. You're not quite sure Ooh. they're a bit nondescript. Ooh. It's time for a refresh on okay. the old bean bags at the Moonlight Cinema. Come I on, say. Get it together. However, you know when you're loved up and you're into somebody and you're yeah, really digging on them. Let me go back to the mid <laughs> <laughs> And you, you know you're excited and you're out. You're on a date mm. you, and you're in that effort. Everything's just effort. Everything is effort, but, but not in the bad word. But like you wanna, yeah, you wanna like put in I'm effort. Gonna just, I'm not, look how impressive I am. Exactly. And I'm smart, funny. You're putting in effort. You're making yeah. sure you never go out looking unless you're looking your best. And when you're in somebody's company, you want to be touching bits of them all the time. Correct. You know, you Correct. just want to get your hands all up and in in, in all of that, right? <laughs> However, we've all been there. We yeah. understand yes. how the cloak of love and romance gets wrapped around you too and you truly believe that you are the only individuals in the universe. I don't think of it as a cloak. No, but... It starts off as a cloak. It sort of ends as handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be fun in the right situation. However, when you're outside, right, and mm. you're in a public place, yes, I understand your cloak of invisibility is still, as you believe, around you. Yeah. But you putting your hands down another person's pants, what Ooh. you believe Ooh. is surreptitiously, Ooh. is actually being seen by everyone. And Correct. the more subtle you try to be, uh. the more obvious said touching becomes. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I, I, in normal cinemas, in cars, whatever, all that stuff that's the racy fun stuff of your mm -hmm, life, mm -hmm. if there is a chance of you being seen, you can be seen, mm -hmm. and it looks Weird. Yes, exactly. We look. I mean, think about this: that it's like as animals, mm -hmm. we look weird. Yes, and as animals, sort of trying to make moves on other animals, it looks weird. That's why I don't understand why people like to have mirrors on their ceilings. I do not want to see <laughs> what I look like when I am doing things like that. Because my ex-boyfriend had a sight, one of those slidey mirrors in his bedroom, oh. and I caught a glimpse of myself at one point, oh. and I was disgusted. Really? In myself. Why? Because when you look you at yourself, put on a show. no. But when you look at yourself, when you levitate mm. and you look down and you, you go, this is all silly. I mean, what is going on? Yeah, this correct. mishmash of limbs and this, well, I mean, what are you putting your face there for? Correct. But this is always the thing that I think, you know, like I always think, what are dogs and cats think? And what are dogs and cats <laughs> think if they're at the end of the bed going, that's strange. I know. And, and they sniff bottoms. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're the king and queen of strange. Yeah. And then there's, you know, I mean, there's some parents that have had kids walk in and have just gone, might just finish it off. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, no. This no, is no, a no. young, impressionable it's done. mind. It's done. But, you know, on a Thursday night when I'm watching Nelson Mandela try and free his people, yeah. I've got no interest in seeing you try and free your ladies. <laughs> Keep it in her pants. Just well, I have to say that as much as the loved upness makes you feel like you're invisible, let's just be clear that it doesn't. Here, here. But it does bring us to this, though. Can you email us, Facebook, Twitter, whatever? Mm-hmm. What is the most uh, unromantic movie that you have been romantic in? Talking oh. about kissing and, and oh. maybe a little more. I can recall something that I'll tell you about. Mm. When I was in high school and I went on a date, which was very sort of above board. It was in classic. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw The Net with Sandra, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Bullock. What what a steaming pile of shite. But I can still remember so vividly in my mind there's a scene where there's an aerial shot and it looks down in her skylight at her in the yeah, kitchen yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this guy who I'd gone to the movies with turned to me at that particular point and has scarred me forever with that image. You look pretty. <laughs> no, worse. He turned to me and goes, are you hungry? And I said... <laughs> Oh, God, no. I guess I was going to say, eat me. Oh, oh. <laughs> so naturally I went home with him. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. All right, Jay. Yeah. New segment time. I love a new segment. All right, this is Paul and Rach's Guide to the Winter Olympics. <gasps> Get it? <laughs> This whole thing goes for eight minutes. <laughs> you think I'm joking. <laughs> I want you to go and look on YouTube, by the way, theme for the common man, and <laughs> you'll see the original video clip. And the video clip is just sort of Swedish blokes <laughs> playing organs and guitars in an empty stadium. <laughs> anyway, our guide oh, yeah. to the official Winter Olympics. Yeah. I couldn't give a <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Blast from our past. Back in 2009, those of you new to the show, we did the drive. Uh, we did nights for Triple M. We had a, a young guy ring up one night on the show because we had had a call from somebody uh, saying that they could hear someone in the neighbourhood playing the trumpet. That's right. And we put a call out to see if we could find that person. Little kid called Carl rang us. He was the uh, <laughs> ripe old age of 13. Very cute. He rang us up to say that he was playing the trumpet and that he wanted to play a bit of trumpet on it. Now, he emailed us at the Facebook page. He was 13 when he did that. He's now 18. He's gotten into community radio. Good on you, son. Look, Good on listen you. to that. Uh, you know, we're happy to give you any sorts of... We'd like to be your mentors through the radio oh, yes. career. Yes, why not? And one day you too may be sitting in somebody else's house <laughs> doing a podcast for free. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Sorry about that. Rach just had a heart attack. <laughs> But it's okay, a little bit of mouth-to-mouth, she's back. You okay? I didn't brush my teeth today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, now, we you just want to revisit Carl for one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be listening, so hello there, Carl. Because we were saying that he rang us because he was playing the trumpet, and we actually got him to play live across a Nickelback song. It gave us a little idea about maybe doing Paul and Rachel's musical jamboree. Oh, I like this. Because one of the emails that we got sent this week, Daniel said that there's a thing we can put on the website, which hopefully by the time you're listening to this on, on iTunes will 
be up there where you can actually uh, record something and we can play it on the podcast. So it'll download a little MP3 for us. Now, we thought that it might be cool if you are really rubbish in any, at an instrument like Carl was five years ago. Carl, I'm sure you're brilliant <coughs> on the trumpet now. I reckon he's still rubbish. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, good luck to you with radio, mate, but I reckon you're still garbage <laughs> at the trumpet. Well, maybe you can head to the website and download a little piece now because we could, you know, you have a little musical jamboree. Your shit musical stylings could play us out of the podcast each week. You're a thinker, R. Corbett. I know, right? You are a thinker. I know. So this and is you know what the best thing mm. about having, a, a, you know, something like this on the internet? Mm-hmm. It's like a cubby house when you're a kid. We're just going to keep adding to it. <laughs> exactly. Like we're just going to keep going, whatever. And that's But seriously, this is what's fun about it's it. It's the stacks on approach to podcasting, <laughs> you know? We're, we're just throwing things onto the pile and hoping that everything sticks. So head to paulandrach.com.au if you're a shit-ass musician, head online and download an MP3 and you could be playing us out in the podcast. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Hi, Z. <laughs> Hi, Z. That was the sound of Paulie's breast being rubbed <laughs> by the microphone. Excuse me, assuming you may have cut that out, but anyway, fine. <laughs> now, I, um, I, I have some ideas uh, that I have just written down mm. through the week that mm. I wanted to discuss with you, but they don't really fit into one segment. They're not really ideas that are long enough to support themselves for their own sort of segment. So you're going to mash them all in one e- thing? Exactly. I well, thought I'd do like a little questions for Paulie. Yeah, work for Freddie Mercury. Did you know? <laughs> Yeah. And that's not what you think it is. Okay. Do you know Bohemian Rhapsody was three separate songs that Freddie Mercury had never really finished. And then he turned to his mates and said, what do you reckon? They said, push them all together. So that's why they don't really make any sense. Pushed them all together. The whole thing's 12 minutes of madness. (gasps) And it was never meant to be released. But the comedian, Kenny Everett... Um, I used to love him. He did the little did the thing where he'd dress up as a lady and he'd always um, change his legs over and open his legs really wide. And I used to do that as a kid when I would take him <laughs> you off. Did the Kenny Everett. I did the Kenny Everett. That's awesome. <laughs> well, he did a radio show and mm-hmm. he heard the reel to reel. They were sitting around you know, getting stoned or whatever. And he uh, he heard the tape. They all went off to record something else. He stole the tape, played it on his radio show. Everyone rings the the uh, record companies going, "Where's this song? Where's this song?" Was never planned to be released. Was released and became a huge hit. Paul Murray, that in the segment of questions for Paulie, has, you, you've issued an answer that's really cool. Can I high five? Hi, Z. I didn't even know I wanted to know the answer to that. I didn't there even know go. it was a question. There you go. That's a really great piece of musical trivia. Thank you. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> that and we know chit-chat from oh, <laughs> Machine yeah, Gun Falazios. Uh, now, all right, a couple of questions. The first, why is it when people in TV and film take pills, they never have to wash it down with water? <laughs> It's a good point. <laughs> I was watching Homeland the other day, and the yeah. bloke that they bring in to help the CIA—they know how to do it too. They can just go gulp. Yeah, they just—they take the thing off, they mm. pour it into their hand the same way, they shove it down their throat, and then nobody has a glass of water. If I did that, I'd be coughing for a week. I can't get those bastards down. To be fair, though, in Homeland, you do need to have a certain suspension of disbelief that Claire Danes isn't. Bat shit crazy. <laughs> she would have been booted out of the CIA episode. Mm. <laughs> out, <laughs> out. Can I also say that the Don't thing say she's that not attractive because she is. No, no, she's pretty. However, oh, hang on, pretty. That's a downgrade from attractive. Well, she's attractive, but. She is a really ugly crier. Oh, yeah. Now, the thing about Hollywood celebrities and Hollywood actresses is that they maintain a level of pretty crying that is just unsustainable for us normal people. Yeah, because most people get a little snotty. 
Oh my god! And I look like somebody's thrown acid in my yeah. face, you know, because everything's red, everything's awful. Even if it's just a couple of tears, mm. the whole face is sympathetic and goes red. Correct. I've done my fair share of crying the past few years, and uh, every time I wake up, I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror. But I've started to get that little string of spit between top oh and bottom god. lip when you cry, going. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible not to get. But somehow in Hollywood, they 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 cry, and then they look like those bitches that turn up to the gym and exercise. <laughs> for 45 minutes and then they come off with just a, a slight glean. It's another one of those Hollywood mysteries where, you know, those scenes where there's a big saucy sex scene mm. and then in the morning as they're talking she's got the sheet over her boozies. Because <laughs> clearly the actress doesn't want that on screen. And also, I am absolutely going to beat this out. But when is Hollywood going to start to show that after the love has been made and you've had a wonderful time and you've had a little squeeze and you've cuddled and you've gotten all of that, that the lady has to. <laughs> wow! Ooh. Honestly, that will be beeped out because we all have reputations How to much protect. Of that sentence goes. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially all of it. Yeah. Okay, so that's the answer. Well, you didn't answer the question. Oh, we, sorry. We got a wonderful queen, uh, queen what answer to question? a question I'm that gone. was never asked. Mm. Why do people not drink water in the movies? That's a good point. Um, the actual reason mm. is because Jim Henson died. <laughs> <laughs> and he took all the water with him. <laughs> I love that answer. (laughs) This is going to be how I'm going to answer. Okay, brilliant. I love that. Okay. Um, Well, I look forward to your answer um, to the question, why are there fat personal trainers? Oh, (laughs) excellent point. (laughs) Okay. I do think... You know, and, and I know there are a whole myriad of reasons why shifting weight is a lot difficult for other people. But if you are going to stand in front of people, you mm. know, I'm a step instructor, qualified. Mm. Good luck. I can't get... <laughs> well, hang on. Just make sure everyone gets that bit. Qualified. I'm not just running around there with these amateurs. I'm not just one of those guys who just does cash in hand jobs. I'm certified. By the way, it's stepping up and down. How long was that course? <laughs> How long was that course? (laughs) I bet it was two weekends and it was $400. (laughs) Oh, screw you. Anyway, I cannot get up and step up and down Mm. if I'm, you know, if I'm packing a size 20 ass. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it to me... It's, uh, you don't want it. You mm-hmm. don't want it. Same as, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. Anyone but Italians uh, in pizza shops, not interested. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't believe that, you've, that you're into it, that mm. you're into the groove mm. of the whole damn thing, okay? <laughs> I was going to go, there was two ways I was going to go with that. One, I was going to hit a particular race. <laughs> and then I thought, no, let's do it pro-Italian. I'm pleased with how I handled that. I think you did mm. really well. Because you know where I was going to go know too. exactly <laughs> where you were going, yeah. 100%. And you see, okay. Let me let me let me get into sort of precarious territory Ooh, here, um, because the toot gear I, I I bleeped out about five minutes ago wasn't bad enough. Why are we so scared to say the word Asian? <laughs> 
And I mean that... I don't know that we are, but I think the way that you said Asian... But this is what I mean, right? Because if you say, oh, um, if somebody turns up to a party and you don't know who that... And, you know, you're trying to explain to somebody who they are. And you say, oh, she was the Asian girl. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But immediately, as soon as the word Asian oh, comes out, everyone goes, oh, that's a bit racist. No, it's not. It's, it's descriptive. Not. Same as I would turn around and say, you're the white chick. Exactly. Or you're the Italian or she's yeah, the yeah, Greek yeah. girl. Yeah, or, if you say Get any other nationality, yeah. it doesn't matter. But as soon as you say the word Asian, you go, well, hang on a second. And I'm not being racist. I'm just saying. I am described. But this is the thing. And, you know, if forgive me if you're getting a little serious talk about radio on you here. Mm. This is kind of what shits me about when people say, oh, you can't say what people look like if you're a cop and you're trying to arrest them. You know, he was of Middle Eastern appearance. Guess what? If that's the best way to describe the yes. person who just committed a crime, yes. that's the best way to do and it. And if your description is he's Caucasian, yeah, nobody correct. kicks up a fuss about that and that's correct. exactly the but same thing. Can I just call this too? Mm. Can we get rid of Caucasian white? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so well, the answer to the question, um, why they're fat personal trainers? Because Jim Henson died. <laughs> okay. Um, and finally, why do we use the word gourmet for food that's clearly not gourmet? Oh, this is good. I, at the once again at the Moonlight Cinema the other day, um, a lady got up there on the mic to just uh, inform us of she all of the... The mic technique was great, but bless her little cotton socks. I understand that a lot of people are a little bit uncomfortable about talking on a microphone. She read everything that was on her script, but there is an, a way to read without sounding like you're reading, and she wasn't John even Wolf close. John does it every day. <laughs> Alan Jones does it every day. Exactly. There's an art there's to it. There's a skill. I, there's I'm a skill. not good at it. Yeah. No, there is a skill. You can actually say, she did not possess even... Mm. An iota of Good the skill. evening, everyone. Yes. Was it, like, what, like? it was literally like, I am welcoming you today to the Moonlight Cinema and I'm mm. here to tell you about some of the great things that we have around at our facility. If you are hungry, you can go to the Gourmet... <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going to get involved in a PDA now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the guys were just getting busy over on the beanbag couch. are like, God, this woman's a yawn. But anyway, she said... Go and partake in some of our gourmet food, right? Oh. So I thought, let's get a bit gourmet. So you're thinking it's My Kitchen Rules, it's yep. going to be MasterChef. There's going to be prosciutto, there's rocket, there's goat's cheese. Those are the three main ingredients in anything that's gourmet. Mm. You know, there'll be a pine nut arrangement on something. Oh, there's always nuts involved. There's always pine nuts involved. There's probably going to be a dust or a jus oh, on something. A dusting A dusting, something. a nut dust, a macadamia wangers, dust. Wangers. Do you know what there was? There was hot chips, hot dogs, and some calamari and chips. <laughs> gourmet in my book. <laughs> now, that is gourmet for a P-Mari palate. Yeah, just bang in there. I'm that, excited. That is you. I mean, you are. Look at this exotic cuisine. Oh, yum, wow. But to anybody else mm. that thinks that that does not classify it's as not gourmet. gourmet. You cannot, we are overusing gourmet. Gourmet mm. pizzas mm. are no longer gourmet. Mm. They are schlepping out these gourmet pizzas mm. at these dodgy pizza joints that just basically have some salami or something Correct. on that they've bought, you know, which is essentially glorified Devon. I see your gourmet and I raise you tragedy. The uh, amount of times the word tragedy is used, yes. it's like, sorry, the kid was doing 200 in a 50 zone. Mm, Not a tragedy. Not a tragedy. The actor had a needle in his arm. Mm, you know, like, yeah, totally, I, totally. I, I, I get the consequences are terrible, yep. but for the person, it's... 
Murphy's Law. Also, something else I want to see gone mm. is the term, they're just not afraid to tell it like it is. Oh. Oh, and by the way, what? you know what can absolutely get what? Hashtag just saying. <laughs> just saying means you're a rude bastard. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing fun about it. Yep. You're not cloaking. Yeah. It's, it's right up there with. It's now, like I don't, I don't mean, mean to, to offend, offend you, but yeah. Follow yeah! the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, a, a, a very dear friend of ours, darling Dan. Oh, Dan. Yeah, hello, Listens love. Listen to the podcast. Nice to see you, Dan. Hi, Hi. Uh, we were having a chat because he's just back from America and he reminded me of, uh, of a social practice mm-hmm. that is guaranteed wherever you are, be it a bus, be it a plane, be it a ferry, be it a whatever else, mm-hmm. that is sticking your middle finger up at every other person who is around you. What is it? Putting headphones on. You know the practice of when you get on a plane, and for some reason it doesn't matter what it is, it could be going to the Gold Coast, there was a lovely older man who really wanted to talk to me when I was Mm -hmm. uh, flying back from the Gold Coast once. Was he a fan? Uh, Did he know your work? uh, Because that's a difficult thing. The arrogant bit of me would say, I think there was a little something, but Mm. it might have just been that generic, uh, you're from somewhere. Are you the guy from The Hangover? Yeah, correct. (laughs) Are you you Zach Galifranakis? Correct. You're from due date. <laughs> yeah. But we were sort of talking and he was on a lot about family and whatever, whatever. Mm. And I was just, it was the end of the week and I was just a little bit teddy, just a bit tired. And I get I, it, I get it. I'm know. not a massive fan of plane chat. So I've just decided I'll whack the earphones on just mid to send combo? the message. Mid well, combo? not mid, but just at that moment where he took a breath. Okay. <laughs> And it, it, would you not agree that putting headphones oh. on is just the big thank you, we're done? Oh, that's a shutdown move. It's that's just, a definite shutdown it's move. It's right up there with ladies. When you send us text messages with two X's at the end of it, I know that's not a kiss. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> off. Do you think that's do you think that's off? No, 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 no. Because you do that. We do that a lot. But yeah. that's no. Between you and me, it's a kiss, right? But see, the more kisses mean the more you dig someone. So you know, I love you, three yeah. kisses. But do you think that the do dudes think that that means okay, one kiss for like you, two kisses for ba bow? Well, no, no, no. Say, so, say, so, say we're back and forth, right? So mm. say it's. Do you want to go to the movies or no? Random text. Okay, so okay. I text you. Mm-hmm. Um, G'day, Dale, you know, random hello. Yeah, g'day, blah, blah, blah. Back and forth, back and forth, back yep. and forth. And then you start from out of nowhere ending your messages with not like see you soon, kiss, kiss, mm-hmm. but you'll be like, anyway, lots of fun at work, XX. Oh, so that means full stop, stop messaging me, the conversation is done. Correct. Because you've gone a little bit over the conversation yeah. back and forth yeah. and yep. then you've gotten into the spiral where neither of you knows how to end it and you're in a text situation yep. where it's no, you hang up, no, you hang so up, no, you So you know no, what I always up. do? What always my response to the double kiss is? What? One more text to annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you're feeling uncomfortable and I'm very safe in my marriage. But I'm just going to keep doing it just so you go, oh, he, oh he's got the wrong idea. <laughs> I will know that for next time. Now. No, you though, mm. you can double X me as much as you want. See, I triple X because I think that something that women and men do, and I'm not sure if it's different now that we've had this conversation, mm. is women read a lot into an X on a text message. I won't lie, I'm not your typical bloke in a few areas. I don't know how a car works and I do overread situations. So yes. I may have a slightly female approach to this. Yeah, right. But dudes, I think, can can give or take a kiss. It doesn't matter. I'll give you the tip. Most blokes, when they see the kiss, go, chance. Because <laughs> yeah. men are stupid. And that's Can't be friends with a girl. There's got to be some dynamic if she wants to kiss me. 
<laughs> Guess what? She's probably being polite, mate. But sometimes I do think that can be true. However, women on the flip side do overinterpret a kiss and a text. Because dudes don't throw them out willy-nilly, oh. if a guy kisses at the end of the text, there's a definite I think he loves me. I think we're going to go and buy a car. I think it's going to be fantastic. I've already picked out the furniture. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have two couches. He said, kiss. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what happens in a lot of women. You would be surprised to know how many females have conversations amongst their other females mm. where they will interpret and try and break down what do you think this means? What do you think? Then he sent then oh, he put a kiss oh, at the end. Do you oh. think that means seriously the shit that goes on in our private conversations is f-ed up. Here's me thinking all you do is pillow fight. <laughs> in our underpants. Please do. Follow the guys on Twitter at Poland Rage. And with that, our time is done. Oh, it's so sad. Can I just say something? Uh, Very personal, very private, a little Mm. bit self-indulgent. My cousin Serena is the most obsessive Paul and Rach fan in the world. (gasps) She, every time for like five years uh, during IATIS, Mm -hmm. um, but three years, sorry, Mm. uh, she's quoted everything, she's remembered everything and she wants to meet you so bad. (gasps) Oh, Serena. Well, let's meet. Let's do that. I would love to do that. And to everybody that has tweeted us, headed to the Facebook page, reminded us of all of the, the things that we used to do five years ago, I cannot tell you how surprising and wonderful it is To think that anybody remembers what we did five years ago. It is unbelievable and it is such a wonderful thing and we cannot thank you enough. So please continue to email us. Um, I promise we respond to every email we get at paulandrach.com.au. Well, Rach does. She sends me a copy. (laughs) You can head to our Facebook page, to Twitter. um, And thank you so much for downloading the podcast because um, we just there's been a great response and we honestly weren't expecting it and we could not be more grateful for it so top five in itunes baby i know that's a real that's, that's a real shock for us so thank you so much uh, and to everybody who rated the podcast too in itunes that has helped immensely Rating so thank is how you show you're a true fan <laughs> that's very true we end each podcast with a little gift that we like to give the good people of australia this is uh rach reads a porno rach's story time mm-hmm. and the rules of the game are uh you need to suggest a safe word that we can replace all the dirtiest words with in a story from picture magazine exactly and uh each week I will put the uh, entry up on our Facebook page. And this week we have gotten a little uh, suggestion from Glenn Spicer. G'day, Spicy. Spicerino, your I old know. dog. Why does that name seem familiar to me? It, it seems like Glenn's been around for a long time, back to sin for a long time. Yeah, I think Glenn's been a fan for a long time. Glenny Spicerino, your suggestion was Sochi. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I like you gave him a little ethnic flair <laughs> as well. <laughs> We've done a fair bit of racial gear on this podcast. Mm. I thought it was only fitting to ended off with a bit of a uh, with a bit a of frisson? a frisson <laughs> a dusting of italiano a dusting of italiano uh, and uh, of, of course at the end of the podcast too we're going to get Carl to play us out with his trumpet stylings from five years ago <laughs> and you can head to paulandrache.com.au uh, to upload some of your shit musicianship and you could be playing out the Paul and Rach podcast uh, next week and beyond Wunderbar. are we ready for today's story all right Come on, boys and girls, there's everyone sitting around. Here she is, Auntie Rach, with a story. Today's story is called Sochi Sploring. <laughs> Hang on, you had to put a thing in the name? Yes. Ooh, I'd been texting Paige a lot before she agreed to meet me for a drink. She was one of those girls who played hardball before allowing a guy to Sochi her, <laughs> which was fine with me as long as I got some eventually. <laughs> what a gent. I'd Sochi'd off twice oh. before our date. Oh. 
<laughs> and I'm glad I did because when I saw her, I almost sochied in my pants. Oh, wow. <laughs> her tight dress made her sochi pop out and her sochis were to die for. I eyed up those fat rascals and knew I had to close the deal tonight. <laughs> After a bottle of wine... <laughs> And a lot of talk, Paige decided to call it a night. Instead, I suggested a nightcap back at mine, and she eventually gave me the nod. Oh, That's right, on. wear her down. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound okay. Let's, let's imagine it's consensual. <laughs> Keep going. Paige always came off as conservative in public, but behind closed doors, it was a different story. Oh, sure it was. Right, yeah. Let's go, baby, she blurted the second we entered the no, lounge. She no, she, no, she, she didn't. didn't I dropped my key. And the spunk bat dragged me to the bedroom. She took control and threw me down and went for my sochi like a pig diving for mud. Oh, well, hang on, do pigs dive for mud? I, I think they just play in it, don't they? And if she's just rolling around down there, nothing's really happening. I kept thanking myself for the two sochis I'd had earlier, or I really would have sochied this time. Paige's sochi sochied tightly around my sochi, and I couldn't wait to enjoy her sochis. I let her go for a bit before inviting her to Sochi on my Sochis. Her Sochis were like two big planets bouncing around through space and we both enjoyed one hell of a Sochi. Finally, Paige had let me Sochi her. Oh, wonderful. See you next week. Enjoy Carl as he plays us out. (laughs) See ya. To Paul and Rach. Uh, you might be able to hear a toilet flush in the background. It's Rach here. Paul has just gone to the bathroom. It is after the recording of the podcast, and I just thought I'd sneak in a little bit of extra added features that you weren't expecting. Uh, here's a little bit of Paulie singing. He was unaware I was recording. Enjoy. If you like pina coladas, if you like a nod in the run, if you're not into yoga, if you have a burn. <laughs> If you like Megan Miller, but me And they don't serve the cape. Come with me and escape. <laughs> uh, that's funny.